The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. I am your host, Paula Vale. And thank you for joining us today. Today, our episode topic is, How do we communicate Reiki to others? And this is just a huge question. And because those of, those of us that are in Reiki, and then you learn it or you receive it, and to express that to others, I am so excited I have Rose O'Connor here today, and she is going to share some fantastic information on this for us. And Rose is a Yasui Holy Fire and Karuna Reiki Master teacher. She and her husband, Joe, currently teach classes in Colorado and Pennsylvania, and their mission involves teaching Reiki the world over. She loves to write and hopes to bring a better understanding of Reiki through her writing. I am so honored to have you here today, Rose. Thank you and welcome. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. And let's begin. Please share with the listeners um, any other bits of information you'd like to share about your personal history or perhaps what brought you into Reiki. Okay, I will. Uh, usually this is a difficult part for me to talk about myself. I can talk about Reiki all day long. (laughs) (laughs) But I decided that it's important information for people to have so that they understand where you're coming from. Ever since I was a young girl, I wanted to help people. And I was searching for that, that purpose, you know, like many of us do. I married when I was young and I had two daughters and I worked with my husband in his horse business. I taught horseback riding. I always loved to teach. My marriage ended in 2000, and I moved away from Pennsylvania, where I grew up, for several years. And I faced some big challenges. When I returned to Pennsylvania in 2006, I went to massage therapy school. And I realized that I I still wanted to help others, and I also needed some healing for myself as well. And while I was there, I made a best friend named Mary who was a level one Reiki practitioner. With her encouragement, I took a level one class. And when I got to the class that day, I discovered that she had paid for my class, which was a huge gift for me at the time. Mm -hmm. About an hour into my level one class, I knew without a doubt that I wanted to teach Reiki. And before I got my master level, I had a few students waiting to take a class with me. So I started small, two or three people to a class, 
And at first I didn't really know that much. I let Reiki lead the way. Thank goodness it did. And as my husband likes to say, I tend to walk head held high into the abyss. (laughs) Oh, love it. Love it. But I knew I wanted more, and I asked Reiki who my next teacher would be. So then I discovered hospice in Pennsylvania in Westchester, and I volunteered giving Reiki to hospice patients. It was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. And there I met a group of beautiful women who did Reiki for hospice. And one of the women, Claire Misko was her name, she became a good friend of mine. They're all still good friends of mine. But she wanted to teach, but she was hesitant to do so. So we teamed together because I was the brazen one and she, <laughs> she had all the knowledge. So she taught me everything that she knew and she gave me my second mastership. And during that time, I met my current husband, Joe, who you spoke about, and we moved to Colorado in 2012. At that point, I was doing massage therapy, reflexology, teaching yoga, and offering Reiki. And when we moved to Colorado, I knew I couldn't keep up that pace anymore. I was no longer an East Coaster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I took a big exhale, and I asked Reiki to show me which path to follow. And Reiki just showed me the way. All the doors that I tried to open to teach Reiki classes, they all opened. And I knew that that was my path. It was so magical. And in 2013, I taught many classes in our town and in the neighboring counties. We made so many great friends with Reiki. And then in October of 2013, I took Karuna Reiki in Sedona with Laurel Gaia and Michael Baird. And I just felt so blessed. But then I had five students ready to take the master class, and I knew that I needed another training. I wanted to bring the very best to those students. So I asked Joe if he wanted to go to Florida in January of 2014 or to Hawaii to take a master class with William Rand. <laughs> and he <Not> said, <laughs> "And he said, well, I've been to Florida. So, <laughs> so we went to Hawaii. It was a dream come true. And we found out on January 24th of 2014 that we were going to be part of the first Holy Fire class. So from that moment on, Holy Fire has expanded our vision of the world and it has raised our vibration and allowed us to really turn our lives over to Reiki. It brings with it an increased confidence, which allowed me to write articles for the Reiki News Magazine and is what brought me to you, Paula. Yes, yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, Rose, to our listeners that aren't familiar with Reiki and to the ones that are but may struggle with how to describe it, let's just throw it out there. What is Reiki? Well, the one of the Reiki has many means many things to many people and there are many ways to describe Reiki. But to keep it simple, I will say that Reiki is an energy. Everything around us is made of energy, even though we may perceive ourselves as a solid, unmoving mass of flesh and bones. In Eastern cultures this is understood, but for many of us in the West, the concept of us being made of energy or having a frequency within us is something that we're still getting used to thinking about. 
Reiki is an energy that comes from the divine source and is pure, loving, and unlimited. The energy of Reiki is transmitted through a practitioner's hands. A practitioner is a person that has been attuned to the energy of Reiki, and it flows smoothly from their hands into the energy field of the one receiving it. This energy mingles with our own energy, smoothing out the rough edges and filling us with a sense of deep relaxation and inner peace. It puts us in a natural state free of worry and stress. When you think of a newborn baby asleep without a care in the world, every limb completely relaxed, this is a similar state that Reiki can bring to us. It helps us to regain some of that vitality that we had in our original state, bringing us back to the very best part of ourselves and opening our hearts to receiving love more fully. Reiki comes from the same divine spark that makes our heart continue to beat and that gives our body life. Reiki is used in many ways all over the world to ease pain and suffering, to relieve stress, to help those who are having surgery or going through chemotherapy, to overcome illness, to find inner peace, to ease depression, to lower blood pressure, to ease transition for those who are passing, to guide us in our lives, to help any situation near or far away. Reiki was discovered by Dr. Mikawa Sui in Japan 93 years ago, and it continues to help millions of people everywhere. As Dr. Asui called it, it is the secret art of inviting happiness, the miraculous medicine of all diseases. But it's more than just a cure for a symptom or an illness. It becomes a way of life for many of us. Oh, I love that. I love that. It, You know, it's it's come to me over the years that you know, it's almost beyond words because Reiki is so expansive. It truly you know? is. Yes, yes. It helps us with so many things, so many things. Um, how would you, as um, for us that are practitioners or teachers, how would you recommend they communicate Reiki to people who are new or questioning should I learn? Should I receive it? Any any words on that line? Well, actually, yes. I I thought about this quite a bit, and I I believe that it it depends on the situation. And I think a little bit later we're going to talk about different situations in which we might talk about Reiki. You know, if it's in a medical setting, or if if you are approaching someone who has a strong religious background. Um, or maybe from a scientific aspect. But one thing that I thought about this morning was that when we talk about Reiki to others, I think it's good to ask ourselves whether we're speaking from our head or from our heart. And, you know, often people are kind of hesitant to talk about Reiki to other people because they're afraid that they won't be accepted or they're worried about what other people will think of them. And I guess once you've been with Reiki for a while, and I've been with Reiki for a while, as have you, you know, not as long as some maybe, but long enough that we feel comfortable, I think, talking about Reiki to anyone. 
But when somebody asks us what is Reiki, what the biggest thing that I recommend is that you take a deep breath and go within and ask. Ask Reiki to speak through you, to speak the words from your heart to your lips, to be a channel for Reiki to speak through. This is called getting out of the way. And when we get out of the way, Reiki will just light us up. And the person in front of us begins to receive Reiki just through our words and our presence. And when that happens, you can see it in their eyes. They're just captivated, you know? And the words become less important. It's, It's much like when we give a treatment, how we need to step out of the way and just allow Reiki to take over. Yes, yes. Doesn't that just create this huge flow that can run through us? When I, I'm right there with you, Rose, just <laughs> get out of the way and let source and the Reiki do its thing and go where needed. I, I love that. I love that analogy. And it's not really, it's not so easy to do, you know. It takes, it takes time to sort of go with that flow because, you know, our personality is always getting in the way or our ego is getting in the way and we think it's about us, but it's not about us. It's about Reiki. It's about just letting Reiki flow. Yes, I love that. I love that. Something that I, in my early years of practice, what can I do to help keep my mind out of it, keep my ego out of it? It's so what I began with and what I what I told clients, I don't charge for the Reiki. I charge for my time. It, took <laughs> me, it mentally said to me, this is not my Reiki, and I'm just a blessed vessel is how I look at it. So does that sound good? That sounds great, Paula. I love that. A blessed vessel. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're just a blessed vessel. Oh, <laughs> yes. We're so fortunate to be that, you know? Yes, yes. And that's one of the things that makes it so exciting to share Reiki and share teaching Reiki. Yes. I love it. I love it. I just had a class yesterday, and and just when you look into their eyes, and their eyes are just shining. Oh. And, you know, and they're just looking at you, and you realize that they're just gobbling it up, you know? And it's not you. It's the Reiki, you know, and it's just so beautiful. Oh, boy. And that must just fill your heart and bring so much joy. Yes. It really does. You know, I was telling somebody, a, a woman who was here for the class who had just moved to our area, and she said, I don't know anybody. And I said, well, the way we got to know all the people that we know now is through teaching Reiki. I mean, we made so many friends and met so many people, and it's just been such a, and what a beautiful way to get to know people. Oh, yes, yes, and just light them up, you're raising, you're changing their lives when you teach them Reiki. It's it's a, a very beautiful gift. Yeah, and meeting these wonderful people. And we are going to be going into a commercial in just a moment here. And when we come back, I would love to hear some of, uh, you mentioned like 
in describing Reiki to others. You have someone in with the scientific brain, the left brainers, I call them. (laughs) You know, someone very, very religious or very, you know, and you do have to describe Reiki a little bit different for each each person, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. So yes. Some help in er that area would be absolutely fantastic. I love that. So (laughs) we will, Rose, we will jump into a commercial, and we will be right back. And everyone out there, we will be right back. Don't (laughs) go anywhere. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to For the Love of Reiki. Paula Vale here with Rose O'Connor and We are discussing today, what is Reiki? How do we communicate Reiki? And this opens up something that that Rose mentioned, and she's going to discuss this further with us. And it is, you know, with different people, you have to pick up on, when you have someone ask you about Reiki, 
there are all the different personality types out there, from the left-brainer to, you know, very energetic or, you know, very medical-oriented. And so, you know, that makes a difference how we describe Reiki to them. So I'm very excited to, to hear what you have to say about this, because that will be so helpful to others. Jump on in there, Rose. <laughs> Thank you, Paula. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, yes, it, it's true that, you know, you, you sometimes have to cater your your talk about Reiki depending on who your audience is, who you're talking to. Fortunately for me, I get a lot of practice because my husband, Joe, is an extremely friendly person, and he talks to everybody, everywhere. <laughs> and his favorite, his favorite thing to talk about is Reiki. <laughs> and uh, so there's always situations to talk to strangers or people who haven't yet become your friends about Reiki. And so, you know, I had to sort of come up with some simple explanations. And I remember years ago being very nervous, and I even would write things down, like on a card or something, you know, well, this is what, you know, so-and-so says, and I could read this if somebody asked me. But I'll just go over a few simple explanations that you could use if somebody came up to you in a restaurant or on the street and asked you about Reiki, and you didn't really know what their background was. So one of them is that Reiki is energy that flows through the body of the person receiving it, causing them to become very relaxed and free of stress. This state of being can help a person to develop inner peace and tranquility and promote healing on all levels. And then a couple others that I'm going to read you that come. One is from William Rand from Reiki the Healing Touch. He says Reiki is a Japanese technique for stress reduction and relaxation that also promotes healing. And Laurel Gaia says, this is from her little book, Unconditional Reiki, Free Yourself to Heal. Reiki is energy, also a method of reducing stress, which promotes healing, and it is even a new way of being in the world. And one more is by David Vanells from Reiki for Beginners. I love that book. Reiki is a simple yet profound system of natural healing for the body and mind developed by Mikao Asui in the 19th century in Japan. So those are just some simple explanations. And if you go on different people's websites, you can find lots of ways of sort of saying the same thing, just to kind of use a, an, a basic introduction. Then we have those who are very scientific in nature. And I'm sure, Paula, that you've had a few of those in your classes. Yes. People who are very scientific and, you know, you have some classes that are different in nature. Sometimes you have classes where they all want to talk about energy and they want to use crystals. And then you have other classes where you have people who are just very scientific. And that's good. And that's good, you know. Um, A man that we were, that Joe and I were um, around for a while, we were in close contact with for a while. He was a very scientific man. He was an engineer. And Joe used to talk to him all the time about Reiki, and he would smile and nod his head, and I could just tell that, you know, he wasn't buying it at all. And so one day I was reading William Rand's book, The Reiki Touch, from the Reiki Touch Kit, and I was reading about Faraday's Law of Electromagnetic Induction. 
of course, I had to write that down so I could say it to him. But, <laughs> right, right. but I, I walked out. He was having a conversation with Joe, and I said, did, have you ever heard of Faraday's Law? And he said, well, of course I have. You know, he was an engineer. He was a scientist. He knew all about it. But he kind of looked at me a little bit differently after that, like, hmm, she, maybe she's on to something with this. You know, I didn't have to explain the law to him. But he did come to us one time for a Reiki treatment. And it was amazing, Paula, because, you know, I could tell he wasn't completely convinced, but he was really in pain. And mm-hmm. we both, both Joe and I did an hour treatment on him, and he got up off the table and he said, I feel terrific. And he said, I have never felt that way in my life before. And he gave us both a big hug, and he wasn't a hugger, you know. And so it was really neat. But for people who, for a scientific explanation, I'll try to keep this simple about Faraday's law. So the, we all have electromagnetic fields around us, and all of our organs have an electromagnetic field at which they vibrate. And by organs, I also mean nerve tissue, bone, ligaments. So, for example, nerve tissue vibrates at 2 hertz when it's healthy. Bone is around 7 and ligaments are around 10. And so they have measured the healer's hands and have found that a healer's hands are producing strong pulsing electromagnetic fields. So when they come into contact with an organ of the body that is unhealthy or unbalanced, the the hands, the electromagnetic field from the hands, induce the healthier frequency into the magnetic field of the organ, entraining the organ to raise its vibration to a healthier level. That's magnetic induction. That's what it mean what it means by magnetic induction. A simpler version for somebody whose head's spinning around right now just listening to that is I was reading about this whole idea of entrainment and there's a man named Huggins, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, and he invented the pendulum clock. So a lot of people probably already know this, but when you have two pendulum clocks that are next to each other, they synchronize. And even if you disturb the pendulum of one clock, after about a half an hour, they will synchronize again. And that is entrainment. That's kind of what the electromagnetic frequency is doing. That is so cool. And yes, I'm going to to read about that. And, you know, because the scientifics, I, with my classes, when I have someone like that, I have different studies, notes that I've printed out, and I like to say, hey, look at that. (laughs) Very fun. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, and that's that's actually from William Rand's Reiki Touch book. So, and he does a really nice job in there of of giving you the philosophical, the clairvoyant perspective, the scientific perspective, and so he he lays it all out really nicely. His books are so fantastic. I they, I they love really, using his books. <laughs> they really are. We're so blessed, Paula, because there are so many resources for us. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I love what you said about, 
in the beginning you had little note cards, you know, that you would have for people. <laughs> I I did that in the early years. I, I wrote up a flyer, kind of a basic, this is what Reiki. So if I met anyone anywhere and they said, what's Reiki? Here, read this. <laughs> but, but now, over the years, now someone asks me and I just spill. And I'm just talking, talking, talking. <laughs> And I bet you're right along the line there also. Yep, I could talk about Reiki all day. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Any favorite Reiki stories that you'd like to share with us? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the medical. So, and and I do do have a couple, I do have a story that goes along with that. Perfect. Um, So, if... If we're talking to medical personnel, you know, that's kind of a different route altogether, right? Yes. So I, th- I feel like when we talk with medical personnel about Reiki that we could give them a simple explanation like Reiki being a technique for stress reduction that promotes relaxation and enhances the body's ability to heal itself. And there's so many examples now because... Like on William's website, you know, he has a whole Reiki in hospitals section where it tells that, you know, over 800 hospitals are using Reiki just in America. And there's many more throughout the world that are using Reiki. And, you know, when I was in Pennsylvania, I told you that I worked with the hospice. And that was just an incredible time being able to give Reiki to hospice patients. It was actually... My first experience with giving Reiki, I hadn't done any treatments for for money. I I was just doing volunteer Reiki. And it was so neat because when we first, our group first started taking Reiki into the hospice, the nurses kind of looked at us like they weren't too sure. And so we did a presentation, which we're going to talk about that a little bit later, doing an intro presentation for the nurses And then we used to do um, these days where we would offer Reiki to the staff. And they let us set up a room, and the nurses could sign up when they were on their break or something to come and have 10 or 15 minutes of Reiki. And I tell you, Paula, once they received it, I mean, you can talk about it till you're blue in the face, but once you receive it, then you know what it is. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh. Yes. And I remember the change in the hosp- in the hospice. So we had a, um, a hospice there. It's the neighborhood hospice in Westchester. And not only did we go to people's homes, but they had a unit where people would stay. And you would walk onto that unit. And the nurses would then see you. And they'd as soon as they'd see us in the hallway, they'd say, 304? After that, go to 310, and after that, come to the nurse's station. I need some Reiki. Oh, (laughs) isn't that wonderful? (laughs) The transformation was really amazing. and it, It turned out that my friend Claire and I ended up offering Reiki classes to a lot of the nurses. We taught the chaplain and a lot of the people there at the hospice to give Reiki. And so, you know, they're still there, and there's... There's nurses there that are now giving Reiki to the patients, you know, which has happened in a lot of places, but it just happened to be a personal experience. So it was really, really neat, you know. Oh, and I love the idea. And 
in the next segment talk a little bit about how you know they can introduce the Reiki in the medical field. I, I would love to ask Rose sure. then also how do you go about with the Reiki introducing it to someone with a religious background? Because sometimes they don't they don't see the the connection and, and that can be how how do you explain it in that area? Yeah, you know, I feel like it's really interesting because I remember hearing William Rand talk about this after Holy Fire, after the evolution of Holy Fire. And it might have even been on your show. I'm not sure if it was on your show or if it was on Colleen Benelli's show, uh, Reiki Chat. But, you know, he talked about how since since the inception of Holy Fire that it's it's actually getting easier. It seems to be getting easier to talk to Christians about Reiki. And there's a really beautiful website that I was looking at the other night called ChristianReiki.org that explains so much to people that want to talk about Reiki with Christians. And one thing I would say is that, you know, you don't want to offend them or make them feel threatened. You, you want to respect their religious beliefs. And sometimes I will refer to Reiki as hands-on healing, just like Jesus did hands-on healing. There's lots of examples in the Bible. And I also explained that Reiki can bring people closer to God, and it doesn't infringe on their religious beliefs. But the bottom line is that they have free will, and they can decide for themselves whether it's right for them or whether it isn't. So if someone is religious, I will encourage them to pray about it and see what guidance they receive. And I'll also offer to give them a short Reiki session so that they can experience it. And I have a little story about that, um, about a, a very religious woman that I gave Reiki to. And I can tell it to you now or I can wait until after the break if we're, we're getting close to that. We have just a couple minutes. So um, okay, go ahead and share that if you like. So this is a woman that came to one of the fairs, holistic fairs, where we were giving uh, short sessions. And I knew she was very religious because I had spoken to her before, but she was open enough to try the 10-minute session. And when she opened her eyes after the 10-minute session, she said, all I saw was angels. And she said, this is exactly like we do in church when we do hands-on healing. And... You know, after that, it was like she and I had that connection, and she understood, and it was that simple. Oh, I love it. I love it. It made that connection with her that she saw, oh, okay. Oh, I love that, Rose. <laughs> I love that. And uh, we will go into commercial, but I do want to take a quick moment to remind everyone that if you miss any of the show today or you want to listen again, the show will be in the Voice America Library for the for the love of Reiki, and you can listen to this beautiful show with Rose anytime you want after today. So, thank you, everyone, and Rose. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. 
beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone. This healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Paula here with Rose O'Connor. And we are discussing aspects of Reiki, communicating Reiki, introducing Reiki. And uh, my beautiful guest today is Rose O'Connor. And welcome back, Rose. Thank you. And you're welcome. Before we begin, I would like to answer a question from a listener. And this comes from Shelly. And she wrote, Paula, I am a new Reiki practitioner, and I went to a Reiki share in my area, and I was a little nervous because I am just, I've just learned and and trying to practice, and I noticed when everyone was, you know, giving Reiki to each other and and doing the sessions, things were a little bit different than what I was taught. The hand positions were a little bit different, so I, I got very nervous. And and so I, could you please explain that if, if I'm doing something wrong or is there a particular way I need to do my Reiki sessions? Well, Shelly, um, really you have nothing to worry about, dear. And when we learn Reiki, we learn from 
you know, there's teachers all over the country, all over the world. And because we're all individual, we may do things just a touch different. And myself, like Rose, we use William Rand's workbooks, which are wonderful. And that and in other books, they give you guidelines of hand positions, this and that. And those are guidelines. What you just help will help you is you don't have to worry a lot about that because once you open up and you let this Reiki flow through you to the person, the animal, whoever you're giving the Reiki to, really the hand positions are just a just a tweak to it. I mean, here, there, if you do a knee or you don't, it's okay because you can know that that Reiki is going through you and it is filling every cell of that person's body. It is, the Reiki is in control. The Reiki is healing. The Reiki is going where needed. So just, you know, whatever guidelines you were given and what resonates with you and, you know, what makes you feel like you've done a, a thorough session, just go with that and enjoy and don't worry if someone does it a little bit different. Because it's all about what's coming through you, that love and that divine healing. And it's all good. So I hope that helps, Shelley. And thank you for writing in. And Rose, do you have anything to say on that, that line? No, I think that you're, you're right. You're spot on, Paula. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. And okay, then let's jump back in and... Tell us more about introducing Reiki sessions and possibly, you know, for hospice workers, nurses, or anyone, everyday person, bringing that Reiki aspect into our daily lives. Well, when we, um, when we moved here to Colorado, to it's a pretty small town, about 2,500 people, and we didn't know anybody, and we wondered... You know, we kind of brainstormed, Joe and I, about how we would try and get the word out. You know, because you can advertise classes, but if people don't know what Reiki is, they're not going to sign up for the classes most of the time, you know? True, yes. And so what we found to be very useful was the same thing that we did at hospice, which was to do an introductory Reiki session. And we put flyers around town and word of mouth and all of that. And our very first one that we had here, uh, we had 15 people come, which was amazing for this small town. And so in, in an information session, basically what we do is we first gather people in a circle. You know, we get their information if they want to give us their email or something like that. And then we have them introduce themselves in the circle and talk a little bit about what brought them there. And it's really nice because when you bring people in that way, it's it's just like in a class. It sort of organically leads to addressing some of the aspects of Reiki that you want to get into anyway. And then we show them, I usually show them the kanji for Reiki and explain the Japanese kanji and explain the word and how to say it and all of that. And I have handouts that I made up that have all different aspects of what Reiki is and what it does and whole bunch, a whole stack of papers and I hand them around and everybody takes, you know, two or three depending on the size of the group and then they go around and they take turns reading what's on their papers and then we talk about it 
And pretty much by the time we're finished that, we've, you know, we've discussed Reiki pretty well. And, you know, we don't take a long time, maybe an hour to do all of this. And then we give them each a chair session with Reiki. And we do what we call a quick charge. So they're seated in a chair and we work on the front and the back of the chakras at the same time. And we work, you know, from the crown down to the feet just for about 10 minutes so that they can have a little sample. And I remember this first um, session that we had, you know, Joe, uh, Joe, I forgot to mention that Joe took his level one and two in 2011. And he was, when we moved to Colorado, he wasn't yet a Reiki master and he hadn't really done Reiki on anybody except for me and himself. And this intro session was the first time he had ever done Reiki on people that he didn't know. And so, <laughs> so I think it was like the second person that sat down in his chair was this woman who is now a good friend of ours. Well, she started crying as soon as he put his hands on her shoulders. Oh. And he, of course, thought he did something wrong. Like he was really upset this woman was crying. And oh. Afterwards, she told him, well, she didn't tell him then because she was too, too shy to tell him at first. But later she told him, when you put your hands on my shoulders, I felt more love than I've ever felt oh in my, my life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So oh. it, was, it was a neat experience. And, you know, Joe since has become very used to women crying <laughs> because he's yeah. been in many Reiki classes. Oh, I love it. And he now is the, um, he's the, he's the official tissue box you know, provider. <laughs> it's his. It's his self-appointed job to give women tissues when they start crying, and of course, men cry too sometimes too. But yeah, um, oh, that so, is so cool. Yeah, it was fun, and and so then what we do is after people have a little session, which is of course the neatest part. You know, is when they have the reiki, and then we gather them up in the circle again, and then they can share their experiences, and you know how they are. They're they're often so amazed and they have questions and things like that. And so we've kind of found that that, you know, and, and that was not unlike things that Makao Sui or Chiaro Hayashi did, you know, as well. They would go around and speak about Reiki and, you know, people are just so darn grateful yes. when you do that. I mean, they're just, they're just so appreciative that you would take that time and, and, and do it just for free, you know? Yes. So. Yes, it, it, and such a beautiful gift to offer, and I love that, a quick charge, a quick charge. <laughs> that actually comes from a manual that one of the hospice women, the, the group of hospice Reiki women, that she gave us a copy of the manual that her teacher had, and it was in her book, and I don't even know who wrote the book. I don't know. I tried to find out who it came from. And I, I end up using it in every level one class. I'll teach people how to do that seated treatment because it's just such a nice, quick treatment that you can do in 10 or 15 minutes, you know, and very powerful. I've had some really interesting experiences giving that quick treatment. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. I've had people ask me at an airport, oh, could you reiki my shoulder for a few minutes? Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> and you do, probably. Yes, yes. <laughs> Band-aid reiki. 
<laughs> yeah, Band-Aid Reiki. I like that. I like that. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Any any fun Reiki stories that you would like to share with or any more Reiki stories? I mean, I know they're endless. I know they're endless. We yeah, have they some. are. They are, aren't they? And I, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. I've been thinking about finding a way to sort of gather those stories, you know, and, and, and somehow put them together in a, I don't know, a blog maybe, or a book. Yes. Or, a new just, book or an article for you, Rose. It's you know, I think Reiki stories, it's like you said to me when you emailed me and you said people love stories. And they do, don't they? Yes. Yes, because you can, you know, just have fun hearing them or you can relate or, you know, so many things. Yep. Well, one story that comes to my mind that what we were talking about in our class yesterday was how beneficial Reiki can be for mental and emotional healing as we as we know and we had a a young man youngish man who was referred to us by a mental health uh, clinic and we he had severe mental issues and I remember when we first the first time that Joe and I went to give him a Reiki treatment he could never lay on the Reiki table he just couldn't lay on the table. He laid on the couch, and he didn't want us to touch him at all. And the energy was so intense for him that we had to work well out in his aura. And we could only work on him for about 15 minutes, and then he just couldn't take any more. And, you know, we developed a relationship with that man, and we went for about probably six months and gave him treatments once or twice a month. And he went from that that being that way to being where he would see us and he'd run out the door and hug us and he'd have, you know, little oh. gifts for us. And we, we ended up, we, we found that, um, you know what an anti-gravity chair is? Like a, you know, one of those chairs that you sit in and then it goes back and your feet go up higher than your head. Okay, okay. And uh-huh. So I, I had one of those because I used it for reflexology and he loved that chair and so we would we'd put him in the chair, and he liked to be outside, and we'd give him Reiki out on the porch, and he just could not wait until it was time for his Reiki treatment. And he would lay there for a whole hour and then tell us afterwards that, you know, he sometimes for him it, it would only last several hours, but sometimes it would last a day or so that he was not anxious, he was not worried, he felt so much better, and... I was so sad when we, you know, sort of didn't get to be able to give him treatments anymore, but it was an amazing experience. It, it, it's just beautiful to see the effects and, and how it changes lives, and it is. Now, Rose, we are down to just a couple more minutes. Um, before we go, I would love it if you could share with the listeners a little bit of your information on uh, perhaps a website or how they could contact you? Sure. Um, so our website is Rocky Mountain Reiki. So it's just www.rockymountainreiki.com and there's no spaces or anything. Um, if they wanted to email me, they can email me at rose at rockymountainreiki.com and that's also on the website. And I'll give you a telephone number as well. Telephone number is 
1-800-273-9380. And that's also on our website. And, you know, we list our classes on there and, and the articles and things like that. And, and uh, just always working to improve it and make it better. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Any last words you would like to put out there to our listeners about Reiki or, you know, for them in sharing Reiki and just, just any, any last little thing for them to focus on or think of every day? I'd like to, um, oh, I would just like to say that if we can remember as Reiki practitioners that we are like mirrors shining the image of Reiki. And people, if our mirrors are clear and they're polished, people will look to us and see Reiki in us and they will understand and everyone who has taken a Reiki class, even Michelle, was it, that called in? Uh, Shelly. Shelly. Shelly, yes. who you're just beginning, but you're still a, a teacher of Reiki. Everyone who has taken Reiki is a teacher of Reiki. We carry that message with us all the time. No matter where we are, we always have that Reiki energy. So let it shine. Oh, that is beautiful, Rose. Oh, that is beautiful. Oh, I want to say a big thank you for being here today, and I look forward to us doing another show together. I I do, too. Thank you, Paula. Oh, you're so welcome. (laughs) And a big thank you to all of our listeners out there in the U.S. and around the world. I'm grateful that you're with us, and... Love, hugs, and blessings to everyone. And love, hugs, and blessings to you, Rose. Thank Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.